0: Hi everybody, my name is Kobe Warner, this is Koblizzi, and this episode is gonna be a lot. (laughs) There is much to discuss, Um, so we might as well just get into it. Y'all see the title. Let's start with the song of the week. As per usual, let's just start with something happy, fun, positive, good times. Um, I'm also gonna discuss things other than the cancelling of Colleen Ballinger this week. The first of two songs of the weeks is Padam pa by kylie mcnogue i just fucked up her last name kylie minogue um kylie minogue kylie minogue i don't have an australian accent so it just doesn't sound right when i say it but anyway pa Param. i discovered kylie minogue through drag race um they did i was gonna cancel on i don't even know who lip-synced to that but i heard that song and i was like this is good um it says like 2020 2021 maybe Um, I didn't really know Kylie Minogue before that, but after that, I heard Supernova, I heard I Like It, and so I listened to her album, I think it's called Supernova, that came out in 2021, or 2020? 2020. The disco album? Disco, that's what it was called. Baby, all I
1: need is just a little bit of your starlight. You're my supernova, and I like where does the DJ go, go, go when the party's over, night, night, night. Oh, if
0: you like like disco pop music, Kylie Minogue is really good, <laughs> and Disco is a great album. But anyway, none of those songs are the songs of week. Of songs of the week, uh, the song of the week is Padam.
1: But um, I hear it and I know, but um, but um, I know you wanna take me home, but um, and get to know me close, but um, but, um when your heart goes, but um, but um, I hear it and I know, but um, but, um I know you wanna take me home, but um, and take off all my clothes, but um, but, um when your heart goes bottom are you
0: kidding me bitch are you fucking kidding me bitch like (laughs) are you kidding me bitch that shit is incredible i am obsessed with that song and we were literally bumping that shit 24 7 at new york city pride this year it was my um i guess technically my third pride in new york city but it was my second one with my friend bella it's like our new tradition and um oh my god we played bottom over and over again we're obsessed um so i had to mention that song as a song of the week but that was before vampire by olivia rodrigo came out because oh, i g i'm so excited for olivia's sophomore record guts um if vampire is an indication of what's to come on the record i'm really gonna love it um i really loved olivia's first rodrigo uh, Olivia's first Rodrigo. <laughs> I really loved Olivia's first record, Sour. I mean, it was incredible. And I was really hoping that rumor that there was going to be a second album called Sweet, like a second like sister album, because she did like a Sour Patch Kids deal and the, the slogan Sour and Sweet, so people thought she was going to do a Sweet album. Anyway, I wish she would have did that. But I'm happy with Guts. <laughs> I'm cool with Guts. Me and Guts, were sisters. I think the name is actually a really good idea. She said somewhere, I think it was on the Apple the Apple Music interview talking about um, how like gut people use the word guts a lot. You spill your guts. You can um, guts means you might have bravery or bravado, and so it is an interesting title actually. It's more dynamic than I realized upon first like you know realizing the title was guts. But after I heard our talk about it, I was like, mm, okay, guts, all right guts you know so i'm excited for guts and i really like vampire the song is really good the chorus i want to talk about the chorus because when she was teasing lyrics um before the song came out people were like oh it, she was like oh sink your teeth into it you only come out at night she that's the most basic vampire duh, 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 duh. well bitches are eating her words now because one when, when i heard the chorus i'm like she really chewed this up let me find it
1: Cause I've made some real big mistakes. You make the worst one look fine. I should have known it was strange. You only come out at night. I used to think I was smart. You made me look so naive the way you sold me for parts and sunk your teeth into me. Oh, blood sucker fame
0: fuck i actually really don't remember the well uh, the melody well enough to be singing that song i know that's always my excuse i'll sing a song be like "Oh, i don't know the melody but i really don't remember the end of that
1: oh blood sucker fame fucker she just ate like what bleeding me dry like a goddamn vampire
0: (laughs) this is like the production's really good too she made it with dan nigro who actually has made all of her music so far And a lot of Conan Gray's music, too. So, Dan's good in my book. I'm like, Dan, you're really doing it every time. Um, So, I like this Vampire song. That's the song of the week. Um, The songs of the week. Put padum. And Vampire. And those band-aids on her neck are so cunty. I love that uh, cover. So, we're going to talk about a couple more things before we get into what you're here for. The T-I-T-L-E of this episode. (laughs) Um... New York City Pride. I was so excited to attend New York City Pride with my friend Bella for the second time in a row. Um, But this was my third summer trip to New York City. And something's so magical about the city in the summer. Um, There's also something so sweltering about the heat. It is so hot in a New York City. I'm like, it's hot down south in the summer. But at least we have grass. I'm like, in New York City, it's all concrete. And the heat just, like, reflects and is absorbed by the concrete. It's just ugh, sweltering. Um, but other than that, I love New York City in the summer. Sorry, I thought I just saw a bug over there. You know what happened last time I saw a bug while I was taping this podcast? I screamed for about three minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, the New York City heat is sweltering in the summer, but the Pride was so magical this year. It's been my it was it was my favorite one yet. And um, I don't know. The energy was just great. The vibes were good. The drinks were strong. My ID is 21. So it was like that kind of, you know, uh, new pride experience. But it was just a lot of fun. Um, And I got to hang out with some Boston friends that, you know, I met a couple years ago that I don't get to see so much anymore. Um, I got to spend the days, spend a day with some of them. It was just nice. Um, It was a good time. So, yeah, I really love New York City Pride this year. And I just wanted to mention that because I definitely did not. Post an episode because of New York City Pride. Like and well, I I made the episode. I just posted it on Friday instead of Monday. But I also didn't tell you that. So I'm sure <laughs> if you were paying attention, I'm sure you were confused. But um anyway, that's why I was at Pride and I pre taped an episode, but I just never got it up. And I wasn't gonna kill myself to do it because I was too busy getting lit, you know? So um I posted that episode on Friday. And actually it's Tuesday right now, so if I upload this episode today, it'll still be a day late. So I'm already late for next. I'm late all the time. You know what? Good thing I'm not a period because I'd be having pregnancy scares all the time. <laughs> Scaring bitches left and right. <laughs> um, work the world. Uh, this is also my second time attending work the world in Atlanta. Uh, I went last year for the first time and it actually was what prompted the start of this podcast. The very first uh, test episode of this podcast was an audio only episode the only audio only episode of this podcast ever um, was episode number one. It was titled Music. But it was because I went to Work the World the day before. And I really wanted to talk about going to Work the World because I just loved it so much. And Jada Essence Hall made eye contact with me. Oh, my God. How about Jada Essence Hall is going to be at a bar in Atlanta in, like, two and a half weeks, three weeks? And I bought a VIP meet and greet ticket so I can meet her like I met Georges a couple of weeks ago. But then I realized I'm going to be out of town. So I'm sitting here with this VIP ticket to meet Jada Essence Hall. and I'm not even going to be in town to go. Isn't that terrible? But anyway, last summer when I saw Jada Essence Hall at the Work the World, she literally was looking at my eyes. I swear to God, I was in the front row. I swear she was looking at my eyes. And I was like, I have to talk about this. So I literally started this podcast. Um, I started Coblizzy. Back then, I think I called it the Coblizzy show. The Coblizzy show. It's too many words. I had to shorten it to Koblizzy. But um, yeah, so it's kind of like almost the one year anniversary of this podcast. It's almost been around one whole year. And ooh. There is a little bug. How the fuck did I just manifest a bug? This one's little, though, so I'm not going to freak out. Y'all, I don't know. Literally, what I saw a few minutes ago wasn't even a bug, but then just now, I thought I saw a bug, and I fucking saw a bug. What the hell? That was...
1: Oh, I almost fell. (laughs) I'm glad
0: I didn't. I would have ate shit on camera. That would have been so embarrassing. But anyway, this podcast is almost a year old. That's crazy. I mean, that's truly crazy. And I also got a fan at Work The World. So I love that, here's the cast. I saw, um, who'd I see? Laganja, Mistress Isabel Brooks, Asia O'Hara, Bosco, Miss Queen Mother, Sasha Colby, um, and Deja, Sky, and Lady Camden. That was the cast. And they were wonderful. And they actually, they did this last year, too. There's this um, segment in Work the World where they call um, some audience members up on stage to lip sync. And usually they're not very good. <laughs> last year was really bad. Like, they're usually not very good. But this year, um, they caught up literally my friend Nick and Nick's sister, sister gal friend. Um, and they both do drag. Uh, Nick's drag name is Lucky and the other drag name is isis i believe and i think wouldn't that be so awkward if i just said it wrong i think it's isis i think it was isis that's what they said i was a little drunk that's why i don't remember but anyway um <laughs> they were so good they both started doing drag recently and they have the goods to back it up oh my god and nick got to lip sync against i'm sorry lucky got to lip sync is my fan already falling apart my fans are already falling apart i'm saying you're talking about work the world on a podcast i look down and the fans falling apart That's some bullshit. I'm gonna have to glue it together. I ain't even done nothing with it yet. I can thwarp it, though. I bet that's really loud in the microphone. I'm kind of like in this era where I don't want to wear my headphones anymore, so I can never tell how loud stuff is. It's not that loud. There's a little thwarp for you. But anyway, I'm gonna throw that fan over there so I don't break it anymore. Um... Yeah, so Nick, I'm sorry, Lucky and Isis just tore the stage up. Nick, um, damn, Lucky lip-synced against Sasha Colby and Isis lip-synced against Laganja Estranja. And it was a battle, so uh, Isis and Laganja ended up winning. But, oh, my God, it was a moment because it was so unexpected for, you know, all of us. And I got to, you know, be out there and video my friend. It was cool. So that was just a really cool thing that happened at Work the World. And the show was really good. They put some money behind them girls this year. And I love that for them. The, I mean, the show last year was great, but the budget this year just feels huge. Real big. So yeah, Work the World was wonderful. And now, without all any more ado, there's definitely been some ado. Uh, but without any more, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. And I must admit that this is something that I actually have tried to avoid time. It's kind of like the Taylor Swift, Maddie Healy controversy. It's like, I talk about Taylor Swift all the time, but that was such a mess that I really didn't, I wasn't eager to discuss it. Um, but I ended up having to talk about it because, you know, it transpired the way it did. You couldn't ignore it. Um, but this is something else I would love to ignore for a multitude of reasons, but at this point, it's just unignorable, and I just feel like I have to say something. I have so much to say, I feel like I need to give it a platform. I do this podcast every week, and so when I have such passionate, strong feelings about something that is taking up... Sorry, I'm burping in between these words. Like, excuse me, Jesus Christ. Um, But when I have such passionate, you know, strong feelings about something that is taking up so much time and space, it's hard not to at least mention it on the podcast, because uh, I tape every week, you know, so... Colleen Ballinger, um, or the artist formerly known as Colleen Ballinger, Jesus Christ, uh, because the canceling of Colleen Ballinger has been lethal, fatal, vicious, and frankly, deserved. Um, I, you, I was a YouTube kid. I grew up on YouTube. The very first YouTuber that I remember really, really watching all... I, it was middle school that I became a YouTube kid. I literally remember in the sixth grade because I had like an iPod at that point. And I remember watching like YouTube videos on my iPod like in bed when I was supposed to be asleep at night. I'm literally... Do you want to be on the podcast? Are you about to talk to me about Colleen? Because that's literally what I'm talking about. I'm... And I was just talking about Pride. You guys, this is my friend that I went to Pride with. I literally was just talking about you. I already told- I love it, girl. Let's do it. No, I literally was just talking about Pride, and I'm making this episode about Colleen Ballinger right now. And- Well, to add some topics in for the podcast, did you hear the stuff
1: that she did to Trisha? Did you
0: watch the video? I was sitting in Del Taco parking lot last night at 11 o'clock- Eating chips and guacamole, watching Trish's video. And Trish was like, she, Did you see how she ended the video? She said, I am ending all association with, uh, I am hereby dissolving any association with Colleen Ballinger. Click on the camera. She just turned it off. Like, she sat there so calmly for 30 minutes. And detailed why she was so hurt by what that lady was doing, but also called out what her wrong behavior with the grooming and the sending of the noon photos to children and just all. Because, you know, they just started that podcast together. Um, and then Trish took all the podcast videos down. She took them down when she posted the video. Um, and what's crazy to me is how well she's handling it, I think. Do you know what I mean? Because she, do you remember she used to sit on the floor? Yes!
1: Like, take your nuggets in hand.
0: Do you remember that video where she put the brown paper bag over her head? (laughs) She's Looney Tunes. And so for her to.
1: She is concise and and, and cognitive enough to make a really strong. It's
0: scary. It's It's scary. Because, you know, I'm so used to her being problematic. It's scary.
1: nudes and OnlyFans
0: posts to 15-year-olds is and insane. About and oh my God. So do you remember her first husband, Josh? Do you remember that she was married first? So I saw this video on Twitter right before I started filming a few minutes ago. Uh, did you see about him, his song? Did you see this? You did? I the one the want to want me? And so there was a guy on Twitter that I just followed the other day who used to work as like Colleen's assistant or something. And he tweeted, he was the one who told her that he, he was the one who noticed that Josh had plagiarized that song. And he told her about it. And so that night at her show, they were on tour. That night at her show, she handed him her phone and she said, record this. And then she winked at him. And then they started playing Want to Want Me by Jason Derulo. And that's the song she ran out to. But what was crazy is she was on her pregnancy tour. She was pregnant with her baby by her new husband running out to a song shading her ex-husband well she met her new husband on the t on her netflix show when her and josh were still married and then her and josh got married 2015 divorced in 2016 and then she was with eric 2017 married him 2018 and, it, I, and honestly, back then I was still a fan, so I didn't want to believe that anything was going on. But Josh literally was like in comments of his videos th- saying that she was like, in, like there was infidelity. He was suggesting that he was being cheated on, um, but it actually wasn't with. It wasn't with Eric. It was there was somebody else on the production. There was a producer that she. What? she I know this is crazy. She was vlogging like the making of her TV show, obviously, because she got a TV right. show. And there was like some there was a producing partner or somebody that was like working behind the scenes, not Eric, because Eric's an actor. Right. Um, yeah, what the fuck? The literal love interest. Um, but anyway, so oh yeah, there was like a producing partner that a lot of fans were concerned because she would like flirt with him on camera, or people perceived their behavior to be flirting on camera. Um, and so I remember that scandal. And so I think Josh thought there was smoke there, and then it ended up being the other guy that she went off with but I think what I'm just confused by is because I liked her for so many years like in middle school and stuff and we her her whole thing is niceness and we talked about this the other day when you build a brand off of kindness it, you ain't doing it because you if you do something that's not kind you're gonna falter and it's interesting that these kindness bitches like Ellen and the like are always the mean bitches. There's a comment that she made that like I don't even know if she was actively
1: saying this
0: Yeah. But In the fucking... But, no, but can I tell you something? She... That was intentional. Yes, it was. Because she's... I mean, she's always... I will say, it's interesting to see her body shame Trisha the way she was because she has always been that girl that's like, don't talk about people's bodies, this and that. But, while simultaneously saying you shouldn't talk about people's bodies, she's always made a point to point out how skinny she is. It's interesting how much she talks about that.
1: Guys, we saw a beast whale. We saw a beast
0: whale. And it wasn't Trisha Paytas. And it wasn't Trisha Paytas. And it's like I don't even. I saw that on Twitter. I don't even rem- see. I don't know how old that is, but it's like her and Trisha have been making videos off and on since like 2016. Bella, I saw this video on Twitter earlier where Trish was like, "Oh my gosh, I uh, because co- she was going over to Colleen's house for the very first time, and she and
1: they gave her the wrong address. Yes!" And I am like, and then they're like, oh, ha, 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 Trisha,
0: we would never. Bitch, yes, you did. They literally did that. It's true. And they were really laughing. Like, the, her, the there's a guy in the background that's Colleen's assistant, Corby. And he's like, ha, 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 that's hilarious. And I'm like, it's not that funny, though. No. Hi, ladies. I've returned. Um, So I was on the phone with Bella for a while. And I'm going to show some of the, our conversation as you've probably already. I don't know how I'm going to edit this. I don't know. This episode's just been crazy because as soon as I got to... Am I recording? Oh, yes, I am. As soon as I got to talking about Colleen, Bella calls me to talk about Colleen after I had just talked about going to Pride with Bella. That was just ridiculous. But um, I had to pause the recording because Bella and I ended up talking forever. It is hours later at this point but I have to come back and I have to finish taping the episode and I will splice it together somehow. I really don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. Me and Bella were kind of talking about some of the ins and outs of what was going on with Trish, some stuff about Joshua with David Evans, who's Colleen's first husband, whom I met. Um, and actually he used to follow me on Instagram. He followed me back on Instagram. We spoke in the DMs a couple of times. I was like one of I was a big fan of Josh's. Um uh, Josh, well, Colleen was obviously more popular than Josh. Or maybe it's not obvious to you. But uh, Colleen had been doing YouTube longer. She had a bigger fan base. Josh had been doing YouTube for less time. His fan base was essentially her fan base. That's where I found him, at least. Was I found Colleen through Miranda, and I found Josh through Colleen. And and I ended up being a huge fan of Josh. And he went on this solo tour in 2015, maybe, 2000. I think it was 2015, but it could have even been 2014. And it was his very first solo tour. And um, I went to that and I went to the meet and greet. And um, I I met him and I gave him a gift. And I actually gave him a t-shirt that he ended up wearing in vlogs for like years after I met him. He wore this pineapple. It was like this blue shirt that had pineapples all over. And he would wear that shit all the time. Um, It was just so funny to me. I'm glad he liked it. But yeah, I never had any inappropriate correspondence with him. I'm not going to, you know, uh, embellish the story for the for the sake of just embellishing it, you know, for the sake of some clout. Um, I don't there, None of the correspondence was ever inappropriate. He was always very nice to me. Uh, he tweeted back at me a couple of times. Like I said, we had like, a, you know, maybe a few brief DM conversations, but it was nothing more than like, oh, my gosh, I love you so much. You inspire me. And he'd be like, thank you. Appreciate your support. Something like that, you know. Um, it was just nice. But yeah, like I said, he did follow me back. Um, He liked a couple of my posts, commented on one or two. We just had some, like, southern ties. I was drawn to him um, for a couple of reasons. Like I said, we had some southern ties. He's from Macon, Georgia. He used to vacation on the island that I'm from. You know, there's some stuff like that about him that I thought was um, really cool and uh, really interesting. But I also loved him and Colleen's relationship. And in middle school, because this is when I was a fan of them, you know, 2000. 2000- 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018 is probably about the time, like four years where I was really watching Colleen um, and Josh. And you know, in 2016, Colleen and Josh divorced. And so um, I guess I was only watching Colleen and Josh for those two years because after Colleen and Josh divorced, I stopped watching Josh. I actually blocked him and unblocked him on Instagram so he'd follow me and I'd follow him because I was upset because he was, um, I mentioned in the clip uh, with Bella, if I've shown that already, I mentioned that he was in his YouTube comments suggesting some things about Colleen that were a little less than flattering. At the time, she had just filmed her Netflix show and people were speculating that she was, you know, cheating on him with a producing partner on the show or like a producer or somebody like that. I don't remember exactly who it was. I'm just, this is just from memory of being a fan. I didn't research this specific part for this episode. But um yeah, so somebody thought she was having an affair with somebody that was working on the show and he was like liking comments um that were just suggestive and negative about Colleen. And I remember seeing that and I unsubscribed and I, you know, unfollowed him and made him unfollow me. I just didn't really have anything to do with Josh anymore after they divorced in two thousand and sixteen. I continued to watch Colleen's videos though. Um, I stopped watching Miranda pretty early on miranda's obviously like a bit um and i watched like the tv show and i watched her you know jimmy fallon appearances like i'd watch her as miranda but i wasn't really watching miranda's videos like that because to be honest she's kind of annoying (laughs) she kind of always was i think the point but i just didn't really find miranda entertaining but i really loved colleen i loved the person behind the character And like I said, I loved her first husband. And so then her and her first husband divorced in 2016. I continue to watch her. She ends up getting with Eric, who was somebody that worked on her Netflix show, but not the person that she was speculated to have had an affair with. He, Eric played her love interest on the show. He's an an actor. And the other guy was not on the show. He's like a producer. Um... And so, yeah, all that happened. And I guess this is just kind of gossip. It's not really relevant to this story. I'm just kind of talking about my experience as a fan right now. And um, so I continued to watch Colleen's videos uh, through the years, off and on. And then I really stopped watching her main channel videos altogether. And so at this point, I wasn't watching Miranda. I wasn't watching Psycho Soprano. I think she changed the name. I wasn't watching the Colleen Ballinger channel. Um... But I would watch her vlog channel. Her vlog channel is the channel that I've always watched. Even when I didn't watch Miranda, even when I stopped watching her first husband, even when I stopped watching her main personal channel, I would watch her vlog channel. And her vlog channel, I would still occasionally watch her vlogs up until very, very recently. Um, So I've been a fan of Colleen for years, Um, actually, you know, knocking on a decade. Uh, in the past couple of years, I've been more of a casual fan because um, I feel like you kind of age out of her content. Miranda's not for adults. I mean, I guess the, the jokes are kind of, I really don't know who Miranda's for. The jokes are really mature, but the character's kind of something that appeals to children. Beats the fuck out of me, to be honest. Um, I guess it's not technically a uh, children's comedy, but you, you have to be a immature. I don't, I'm not here to rank on her comedy. Let me stop being rude. Um, but I actually even saw my friend Georgia gave me tickets because, uh, she couldn't go to see Colleen Miranda Sings on tour last year. I'm literally literally myself. Sorry for making noise. Um, but, um, I saw me and my mom went and saw Colleen's canceled tour last year, which is rumored, you know, to have been formatted about the the kid that first came out with accusations against Colleen. Um, his name's Adam And I'm not really here to even talk about those people, not that, um, I don't wanna get into the specifics of the situation because I truly have not done all of the research to have an incredibly informed opinion on the situation as a whole so I don't want to speak to specific people and specific people's experiences and names because I can't do that I've only seen their tweets and you know what they've decided to share with us and so that's not really my responsibility here and so this is why if you want to see somebody break down all the drama there's plenty of videos of people doing that elsewhere I'm just kind of trying to talk about my experience as a fan watching all of this unfold, but also as a fan who, you know, I was not in Colleen's weenies group chat where, you know, where she was complaining about her divorce to teenagers or asking them if they were virgins. But I, um, I was, I felt the parasocial relationship felt real to me too, because I had met them a couple of times. Uh, well, I met Josh at his show, like I said, at his solo show. And then in 2016, Colleen and Josh went on tour together and me and my friends went, and um, I met Colleen and Josh together. And Josh remembered me, obviously, for meeting me the first time and from following me and stuff. And But that was my first time meeting Colleen. I mean, she was nice enough, you know? She wasn't, like, it wasn't the best meet and greet ever. Josh was, I felt more of a personal connection with Josh, and he was nicer. Um, but I guess that was just because I felt like I knew him, you know? Colleen, that was my first time meeting her. And so I'm not, can't really speak to that experience either, because I was also a meet and greet. It was not the, you know, the same uh <laughs> a a context as a a personal Twitter group chat where she's talking about her personal life problems. It's just like really strange to burden children with information like that. um, Just because they feel like they know you through watching a curated version of your person on the internet. And the reason I say curated version of your person on the internet is because her person had obviously was not accurately represented for the 15 years that she's probably been on YouTube 15 about I probably has been that long, to be honest. Um, she is, um, she just seems to be a mean girl. She seems like I, I grew up in musical theater and she was a musical theater major. She did theater for a long time and um she was homeschooled so it's interesting that she became a bully uh, out of maybe she was just a spoiled brat i don't know what her problem is but it, it the grooming is bad enough and is enough to you know ruin her career forever and some of it's bad enough to you know like you know put put her behind bars there's some criminal shit going on um for example sending trisha paytas's nudes back and forth if i included that clip of me and bella talking about that there you go. Um, the video that Trish made um, was clear and concise. I'm not going to repeat that part. I'll just include the conversation I had with Bella because that's not truly you know, imperative to the situation. But that is a part of the canceling of Colleen Ballinger. And I am... Um, the fact that she would send a sex worker's nudes around to make fun of her, and some of those people would be children, and she would have viewing parties of Trish's sex work, and this is coming from somebody who was a fan turned, you know, payroll employee as an assistant. That's another person I don't want to speak specifically to his experience. Um, Yeah, so after I met Colleen and Josh uh, together in 2016, I never, you know, met anybody else again. I met like Matt Slays at Josh's show in 2015. I met Rebecca Zamolo. Um, uh, and it's funny, I actually was looking for the pictures from these meet and greets in my phone. For some reason, I can't find them. They're definitely somewhere. Um, so... <laughs> I'll look them up and I'll put them somewhere if y'all want to see them. But um, I just don't know where they went. I deleted all my social media accounts like freshman, sophomore year of high school one time. And I just like lost a lot of pictures that weren't on my phone anymore. Um, and so I don't have like the social media posts, but I can find them. Somebody has them somewhere. It's probably on my computer or something deep in the iCloud. Um, but anyway, I met Matt Slays, took a selfie. I met Josh, took a meet and greet picture. My dad met Josh and took a meet and greet picture. Met Colleen and Josh with um, some friends from middle school. And so I was a child when I loved them, you know. But like I said, I feel like you age out of Colleen's content in a way. I feel like Miranda just feels like a teenager vibe. She feels immature to watch it now. And Colleen's main channel videos, I mean, I'd watch them sometimes, but I really like the vlog more because I liked, I I, I like a vlog like I like a podcast. Like I like to feel like I am getting to know somebody. Actually, a vlog is. Uh, essential in nurturing a parasocial relationship for a YouTuber because it makes you feel like you know people when you follow them throughout their day and you're seeing what they're doing Um, interestingly enough the vlog channel is where Colleen uploaded that god awful ching 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 ukulele apology Ching, ching, ching 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 toxic gossip train like I watched that video from front to back two times And I'm not giving that lady another view. But I had to watch it twice just to make sure my, you know, I didn't have a fucking trip the first time. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I showed it to my mom the second time that I watched it. And she was just like, Jesus Christ. I've never seen somebody fumble so badly. Because I think up until this point, Colleen probably could have saved herself. And saved her career. I genuinely believe that like not to say that she hadn't done a lot of stuff that was wrong but for example somebody like Trisha Paytas has been canceled a gazillion times and she is still here but she's also never made fun of a scandal so overtly I'm not sure anybody has ever made fun of a scandal so overtly or at least an internet star as Colleen Ballinger has. And that's coming from somebody who used to be a number one fan. I'm like, every time they would tweet me back or like my tweet, I would screenshot it. And every time they'd answer my meet and greet, my answer my question in a live stream, I'd screen record it. Like, it was just like, I, I was a big fan of them, you know, in a way. Or like I said, I was a YouTube kid. And so YouTubers were like a really big deal to me, at least the ones that I liked. And I said, you know, Superwoman was the first YouTuber that I watched. But the first YouTuber that I stand was Colleen Ballinger and her husband, her first husband. And, um, yeah, so this is, um, really fascinating because not only am I watching one of my past faves getting canceled, but I'm watching one of my past faves be eviscerated. And like I said, deservedly so I, it, it might've been, oh, this level of canceling might've been crazy if she had shown some sort of remorse or acknowledgement for what she did, um, even though some of that shit is crimes, like sending Trisha Paytas nudes to minors, um, but I am flabbergasted, frankly, at that fucking ukulele video, and the fact that she made it 10 minutes, so it was just long enough to monetize it, like, this shit is insane, this shit is cra- it's thundering, is it gonna storm, or is that fireworks, it is the 4th of July, but I'm not talking about that shit today. You, America deserves no attention this year. Um, and not that Colleen Ballinger deserves attention either, to be honest. But it's just like, wow. And she has shirts that say, you know, women are incredible while making fun of bodies. And she really weirdly pointed out how skinny she was in that 10-minute video. It's just, I don't know, weird, really strange, abnormal, odd behavior. Fucking weird, strange, odd, horrible, misguided, rose colored, delusional, silly, goofy, childish, immature behavior. I cannot think of enough adjectives or synonyms to describe how ridiculous this lady's response to a canceling was. Toxic gossip train something 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 of manipulation when she's the manipulator toxic gossip train at least you're having fun like you stupid fucking what what the fuck is wrong with you you dumb doo-doo bitch like i am just gooped by this shit like you're getting accused of grooming children and she coming out playing a ukulele like a, a like a musical theater millennial like please get back in your box She, I just cannot, like, what on earth? I guess she didn't actually ever, she actually stayed right inside of her box by, um, (laughs) by, um, by playing that ukulele, I guess. Um, but geez, it's just like, she's made songs before, you know, like reading hate comments and shit. And like, we were all, we were seated for that. Like, it was funny, but this was just crazy. And unfortunately for her, this has become national news. I mean, major news out Rolling Stone picked this up. And then, you know, everybody else is picking it up. Now this is news because Colleen's not just a YouTube star. She has a Netflix show. She's been on Jimmy Kimmel a couple of times. She's been touring since 2009. I've seen her twice. Um, I saw her husband once, like I said, I I've seen and she was at the show with her husband. So I've seen her on two or three times. You know, and um, she has three YouTube channels. She's amassed 23 million subscribers. She's actually built quite a TikTok following. She has over 10 million followers. She is a very popular and seasoned YouTube star. And so when you create uh, something that is ingrained in 2010's culture, like Miranda Sings, you're national news, bitch, especially when you're accused of grooming children. And I'm sorry, Colleen, but even if half of this shit is fake, the rest of it's damning enough. Like each of these isolated incidents are bad enough on their own to ruin you, especially when you don't take any accountability. And she isn't. She's taken no accountability, none whatsoever. She literally made a 10-minute video. Like this is not all too well 10 minutes, bitch. She made a 10-minute song to monetize it. And create a meme out of something that is so incredibly serious, so egregiously important, something that should be handled with the utmost care and sensitivity, and she doesn't give a fuck. That's just not respectable to me. And I actually, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about this shit. I really wasn't going to. It's not that it's not crazy. It's not that my opinion was ever in support of Colleen, because it wasn't. I just figured, like, what can I add? You know, I'm not going to jump on the train just for a couple of views. But it's like, this bitch has lost it. If she just, if she ever understood that former fans are... Former fans are sitting here flabbergasted and feeling upset and betrayed because it's like you want even though i don't watch her videos that much anymore you'd like to think that your childhood faves aren't terrible people like i can't imagine how many hours of content i've watched that that lady has produced um and i've enjoyed it quite a lot and you know it's been nice to see her you know finally get a family and have twins after having baby flynn having a husband that seemed very supportive and happy i don't know anything about eric to to be honest to this moment um but even after I was so excited to support her through a divorce, even though I was really a, ha- a fan of her first husband, I was just like, you feel like, you know, people, like I said, the parasocial relationship of it all, I'd never had DM conversations with her. Um, like I did her husband, but I just felt like I knew her. That's how they that's how it is. That's how they build the platform is on on. Um, that's what social media has done. It's made us feel like we know people we don't know. <laughs> And it's literally, I think the worst thing to come from that is Stan Twitter. The same people canceling Colleen Ballinger right now are the worst thing about the um, the the developments social media has made in our minds to make us feel like we know people because we can see them through a screen. And Stan Twitter has made pe- people be on, on the internet uh, telling people to kill themselves over a song, over a billboard chart placement. Over people they don't know. Defending people that don't know who they are. Defending people who are probably uh, on a pool, on a beach right now, on vacation, drinking a pina colada. Like, people don't know you. These people don't know you. And people are on stands with acting like they know people. And, like, I really, like, well, actually, I can't really say I really like Twitter at this point because that's another hot talking, uh, another hot fucking topic. Elon Musk posts limiting people so you can only read a couple of posts a day. Like, this man is crazy, but that's another story. He is so out of touch and fucking stupid, but, I mean, just add it to the list, I guess, because these white people on the internet are wild and like Jesus. And when you have fucking Jeffree Star call, coming out and calling you a disgusting person, Colleen, you should be nervous. Jeffree Star, bitch, Jeffrey Starr thinks you're an awful, vile person. Like, you really have done it this time, you know? Like, you really... Oh, I didn't mean to have all this shit sitting behind me low-key. Um, I didn't really know it was there. <laughs> um, but Colleen's not the only wiser. It's insane, actually. She actually might be the least weird person in her family, not the least weird, but one of the lesser weird ones because Colleen's older brother, Colleen's 36, she has an older brother named Trent who has some sort of disability, I'm actually not sure, um, but it doesn't have anything to do with his actions actually because he will be talking to like young children in the DMs in like 2018-19, talking to children in the DMs. Talk about Oh, I think girls look so much. Am I, I think I'm broken because I think girls look better without makeup. Like crazy shit that I've been reading on Twitter the past couple of days. Literally flirting with children. Her older brother, Trent. Um, and then her assistant, Corey, uh, was complaining in a group chat to some fans talking about how uh, Colleen's husband, Eric, is mad because the baby wanted to hold my hand. Or wanted to be held by me or something before it wanted to be held by him. Or he wanted to hold my hand instead of hold his dad's hand. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through quarantine. Like, he's like, you know, weed and alcohol or something like that. To children. I'm like, that's not a quote. But I've been reading shit like this for like weeks. And I'm like, these people are fucking crazy. And it's kind of every single last one of them. And it's crazy because Corey's another one that I supported back in the day. You know? Like, I thought... I don't know. It's just weird shit. Weird. It's just like, what is going on? And then Colleen has the audacity to make fun of canceling. And it's crazy because I just saw her on tour last year, and the whole theme of the tour was getting canceled. And it's like, well, wasn't that like prophetic? Is that a word? That was a prophecy, bitch. She wrote her own story. You're done. Like I think Colleen is finished. I don't know if I've, this is one of the quickest falls from grace I've ever seen. Because she could have kept building her career. She could have, you know, made more characters and done more. She could have got a TV show and she could have been playing every character, like Eddie Murphy or something, you know what I mean? Tyler Perry. But she is instead complaining to children about life problems, sending them naked pictures of people she claims to be friends with, lying to those people that she claims to be friends with about sending the naked pictures comes on the internet makes a 10-minute song denying literally everything about her while claiming to take accountability but calling it the toxic gossip train and i hope you're having fun or at least you're having fun or whatever the fuck she said i'm like this lady is crazy and she has fumbled her own bag and i haven't even mentioned the fact that people that worked on the production of her netflix show back in 2016 or 2017 something like that. We're saying that she made, you know, racial comments about an Asian market, like get all the Asian shit out of here because she wanted the Asian market that they were shooting in to be redressed as a bodega. She said that there there didn't need to be any um people we need to limit the pe- uh, people of color background actors because there wouldn't be any people of color in Washington and that's not accurate. So there was like not any black people in her show. Just like weird shit. And I don't know. There is some stuff I actually do feel like is being taken out of context, not to play, uh, excuse me, taken out of context and not to play the devil's advocate. But, like, for example, people are really analyzing the incestuous jokes that the Miranda character makes about her uncle. And I know a lot of you people don't know Miranda, but that's just kind of how the Miranda character does. Like, it's always been making jokes about fucking the uncle. Like, I just don't know what to tell y'all. I can understand you don't find it funny. But that's kind of always what it was, and so I don't think that was that was something else that they said, which I wasn't, like, super, like, that's just kind of the character. Maybe I'm desensitized, you know? Maybe I was groomed, but I'm just, like, to me, that's just the character. But there is a lot of truly inexcusable behavior that Colleen Ballinger has exhibited over the years, and yeah, like I said, I mean, it all started with her sending panties to that Adam kid, and then Adam making a video about it, because you know not just the panties but like there was other stuff Adam also like tweeted for Colleen briefly you can look up the content they've put out about um this uh i don't know situation canceling the scandal this fall from grace this really despicable truly gross behavior from a fully grown adult woman and most of it incorporating children involving children and i just wanted to mention it on the podcast because i just feel like i had to say something i wanted to kind of give my Opinion, like let you let you know how I feel about it because I mean I know you know a lot of you probably don't know me but the people that do know me they probably remember my Miranda sings era bitch I was a stan, like I was I went up for Colleen because she really is a good singer like when she's singing like normally anyway yeah so that's how Sue sees it like I don't know what to tell you that's my uh, perspective on the situation like I said it's funny. Bella called me uh to talk about that toxic gossip train literally while I was talking about it after I had just talked about Bella it's crazy I literally had like 25 minutes of footage of Bella and I talking and then I turned I was like let me turn the camera off and then I sat down back here and we talked forever it's my sister <laughs> um but anyway the canceling of Colleen Ballinger it's a doozy but I think she's done <laughs> I really do but I had a great time at New York Pride last week, um, my second annual New York Pride with Bella, my third New York summer trip. Um, I love New York City, actually, um, even though it's sweltering hot. I also loved Work the World, and I love supporting um, my sister, Nick. So great to see her shine as um, Lucky on stage lip-syncing with Sasha Colby. The songs of the week were "Padam." By Kylie Minogue. The other one was Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Super excited for Guts. I will see you all next week. Hopefully it will be on time. Um, On time would be Monday. But bitch, I haven't posted on Monday in like three weeks. So, fingers crossed. But follow me on Instagram at Coblizzy. I always post on my Instagram story there when I post. You can follow the podcast on TikTok at Coblizzy Show. You can also follow my personal account on TikTok at coblizzy And you can go to coblizzy.com to see all the places you can listen to this podcast, as well as my modeling portfolio, social media accounts, my personal playlist, an article write up about me and Voyage ATL, and other things. My music. So yeah, that's me. That's this episode. And... That's all. (laughs) Goodbye.